When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Anybody who did me wrong over the years, and I keep up with them and watch how bad their lives are, and you love it, don't you? Well, my life (laughs) is going in comparison, and I just laugh. Got a new car? You tag a minute. Dave and Mahoney. I'm really glad all of you have brand new cars and everything, but I'm tired of hearing about it every. Day. I do not have a new car. I've had the same car for like six years. I hit something this morning. You did? Yeah, man. Uh, was yep. it a person? So that's why I'm. <laughs> Dave. Dave. The thing that I love about the garage fridge, there's no rules. My normal fridge, my wife likes organized. Like she's got everything that has its own little place organized. The garage fridge. It's like the airport, man. There's Thunder no dome. rules here. You want to sleep on the floor? You go ahead and sleep on the floor. You want a beer at 7 a.m.? Have a beer at 7 a.m. You're late for something? Sprint. <laughs> You want to pretend you're in a wheelchair? <laughs> pretend you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> Go for it. No. This is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, so you might have heard about this because it's starting to get more and more national attention because it's such a weird case. eBay gets hit with a $3 million fine. You're like, well, it's eBay, $3 million. I mean, really that not sucks, much, but yeah. it's like, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I'm sure they have insurance for this sort of thing. Well, the reason why they got hit with a $3 million fine is because there was employees who sent live spiders and cockroaches to a couple. Huh? You don't remember the story from a few years ago? <laughs> I do. I'd forgotten like A couple, about it. like, really annoying eBay users got pissed off. Like, the, the workers got pissed off at them, and that's why they sent them these, uh, these boxes. A lot of people didn't believe that they actually had this happen to them. Yeah, so there was uh, some online newsletter that this couple put up that, I guess, pissed off eBay employees. And so they actually boxed up live spiders and cockroaches and other disturbing items and sent them to their house. So the Justice Department charged eBay with stalking, witness tampering, obstruction of justice. Like, witness tampering? Jesus. The eBay accepted responsibility, entered its uh, deferred prosecution agreement, and could have the charges dismissed if it complies with certain conditions, but $3 million fine coming down the pipe to pop you right in the mouth. And I feel like that's warranted because you sent me a box of live-ass spiders. I, I'm surprised they, the jury didn't award, award them more. Well, the couple has also filed a federal lawsuit against eBay, so to think that this is, uh, this is done for eBay by just paying the $3 million fine, I think not. So some good news today as well. This is the real MVP. So there is a cop out of Florida who pulled somebody over and the person had been drinking. It was the, it looked like kind of like mid-afternoon, maybe late afternoon, early evening type thing. Uh-huh. Person had been drinking, had to arrest him for a DUI. Turns out the person was a DoorDash del- delivery driver and he had food that he was delivering. But he was under the influence because, you know, as you do, drive around drunk and deliver food. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. The cop arrested the guy and delivered the food. Don't deliver that food. What are you talking about? That food's going to be cold as hell. What what do you mean? That food is going to be, you know how long a DUI stop takes? It's at least a half hour. 
Maybe longer. Probably was, longer. It was Chick-fil-A, though, and Chick-fil-A tends to hold up pretty not well. Not the fries. They're going to be fries soggy do, as hell. They're going to be the steamed. Fries, fries do not hold up. No, they do not. Uh, the uh, the deputy, uh, I can't believe you're dogging on this guy. Again, he's doing the right thing, my homie. Well, I mean, here's the thing, Dave. You're going to get some cold-ass Chick-fil-A, and then DoorDash is going to be like, you know what? Your food was delivered. You don't get a refund, bitch, even uh, though it was like an hour and a half late. So the 57-year-old, whose name is John Kaminsky, uh, he uh, he was he was so drunk that he reportedly hit several vehicles in the drive-thru. Uh, like, can you imagine a DoorDash driver, like, so hammered that you just come plowing into the drive-thru and you crash into multiple vehicles? And then you're like, well, off we go. I got the food. It's time to deliver this and make my eight bucks. The, uh, the deputy who responded to the scene uh, completed the DoorDash delivery of Chick-fil-A by taking the order to the arrested driver's vehicle to the customer at the house. And they said it was, quote, just in time for breakfast. So maybe I was wrong on the time of the day. Maybe it was earlier. Dude, if you're, if you're so drunk that you're hitting cars in a Chick-fil-A drive-thru during breakfast. During breakfast. You, gotta, you need to make some life choices, buddy. buddy. Butter. Bucko. Butter. <laughs> Buckaroo. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So everyone's heard about this Alaska Airlines flight where the door blew off. And if anyone had been sitting in those seats, it could have been death for them. Thankfully, there was nobody sitting in the seats right there by the door. But still, a terrifying situation for everyone on that flight. Well, Alaska Airlines has now come out and they've said, we are going to make it right with everyone that was on this plane. So if you experienced, you know, some sort of trauma because, you know, the door blew off halfway uh-huh. through the flight, uh, we are going to take care of you. What do you, what are they getting like a 50% off their next purchase voucher? Doubt it's even that much. They've offered passengers on the American Airlines flight $1,500. $1,500? Doesn't that seem a little low? Dude, I've gotten more money than that for getting off a flight. Literally, right? your actual, I was going to say, I think your minimum that you're supposed to be able to get for getting off a flight, you're supposed is to ask like for 15. more, it's like, it's like fifteen to 2000 Yeah, right. But yeah, they're, they're going, hey, $1,500 and... A ticket refund oh, as compensation well, for the incident. I thank mean, you. I understand that it's not like entirely Alaska Airlines' fault here. I mean, the Boeings obviously have an issue. This is just where it hit the head. But we also heard that the indicator light had gone off three times. Not they checking had, your engine. Not, there's going to be a lawyer or somebody who knows a really good lawyer who's going to yeah. just rake it up for these people. They're and like, also, here's $1,500, but you can't sue us. I guarantee that's exactly you that's what kind of crap. Don't take it. Don't take it. There's going to be some people that will take it. They'll sign the piece of paper. They'll take their $1,500, and they're just going to have to deal you know, with it. A dude's shirt got blown off. Shoes. A shoes. shoes and socks and phones. Shirt. A whole dude's whole shirt got ripped off and blown out. Really? Yes. Because yeah. wow. of the suction. I mean, think about it. There's, like, I mean, you're you're descending, and there's a reason why they have to, like, get all of that air out. Yeah, you're of, going 600 miles an hour. It's pressured. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so terrifying. So, I mean, I hope that everybody bands together on this flight and does not take that puny, tiny. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, I mean, $1,500 is. That's just, that's like the perfect amount that you got to report it on your taxes. So, even after that. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. This is some garbage. This is a garbage-ass offer, so Alaskan. Too, because I like Alaskan. I like Alaskan. But, I mean, you know, like you said, Dave, it's not necessarily all the accountability falling on Alaskan Airlines because of Boeing. But you know. you're the ones that happen. To though, yep. sorry, and I mean they've got to have insurance policies for this sort pay of thing, out, right? Out. Like instead of just being like, "Hey, here's fifteen hundred dollars," and then, like you said, I'm sure you can't sue you know after how bad that. This presses for so them, bad. yeah. Well, and this is making it worse. Yes, yeah. this is making it much worse. So first, this happens, and then you're like fifteen hundred bucks. Like nobody dies. So like, like you like just give them like if you would have said five, I think $5, everyone would be like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, fine, and a free and a, and a free trip. 
When, sure. When I hear things like this, though, it makes me really, I mean, we've talked about it before. The press for the last four years for the flight industry, five years maybe for the, the flight industry, is just absolutely deteriorating underneath this. So I just don't even know if they had the money to pay out more than 15 per person on that flight. No, they do because they're all making billions of dollars true, a year. Very true. But let's say that they offered $5,000 her. I mean, what, maybe... 150 people? Yeah, maybe 150 people on that flight. You're talking about not even a couple of, you know, a couple of million dollars. Not even. You're, you're going to avoid all of this awful press, you know, across the entire country by offering... That's, that's $750,000. Yeah, $750,000 if there's 150 people on there. Or to keep the press out? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. This is Dave and Mahoney. How do you really feel? Tell, Tell us. By calling the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. Hey, Sandy, what's the worst ass candy that's out there? The fruit stripe gum with the flavor that lasts like three seconds. Is it that generic strawberry candy with the wrapper that looks like a strawberry? Or is it just the, 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 the Tootsie Roll? How the hell is that still around? Those things are friggin' awful. What? So what's the worst? Message deleted. Bro, first off, Tootsie Rolls are not Do awesome. not come at I us with that Tootsie Roll, roll uh, hate. What did you just say? I hate a Tootsie Roll. What did you say? And a Tootsie Pop. What did you say? Oh. You hate a Tootsie Pop? A tootsie yeah, pop? man. I'd much rather a Blow Pop with the bubble gum on the inside, for sure. Love all that day. for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I'm not 100 years old. I feel like the Tootsie Pop and the Tootsie Roll were the candies when there were no better candies available. They're the flavored Tootsie Rolls, the most underrated candy on Halloween. Audrey, you... How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> but there I'm not wrong, am there, I? You there, are wrong. You, you, you are, are wrong. not wrong. Tell, I'll tell me you that what. your kids are clamoring for Tootsie there, Rolls. There, there was a time, <laughs> like, they'll eat Tootsie Rolls, but I mean, for us, I remember, like, we used to collect Tootsie Roll wrappers <laughs> when I was in elementary school. If you got there, the one with the star. There was a time, you're right, the star, the star the Indian, wrapper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the there was a time where we didn't have cell phones, Audrey. Okay, we we didn't. I have remember those times Nintendo as well. Nintendo switches. This is even like pre Game Boy, NES, all of that stuff. I was about four. I remember where we they they used to have commercials asking you how many licks it would take to get to the center of a Tootsie well. Pop, and I would actually try to count because I had nothing else they, to do. They answered the question <laughs> in the commercial, though. It was, oh, three. That's <laughs> how many uh, how many licks. But to this guy's uh, call, though. He out. He did get it. He did. Poor fella. Uh, interestingly, this guy started off talking trash about Fruit Stripe Gum. They're bankrupt they now. Ju- they just discontinued it. It's gone. Yeah. Toast. I mean, they're, the fact that they lasted 54 years with that three seconds of flavor in every stick. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, they should have been bankrupt many, 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 many years ago. When they look, nobody's going to miss that at the end of time, and they they look at the human race. That is probably going to be the greatest scam that ever existed. Yep, they're like, hang on, I'm going to put so little flavor in this gum. Everyone is going to complain about it, and it's going to last for half of a century. Mm-hmm. Please leave a message after the tone. Dave Mahoney and Audrey, you guys are talking about the pinnacle of wealth or whatever. When I played Little League and was in grade school, there was a kid who had batting cage in his backyard. And I thought that dude must have the most money out of anybody in the whole town because he didn't have to go to the batting cages like the rest of us. He just went in his backyard. You know what I mean? Hey, I think you guys are great. Have a great day. Message deleted. Uh, thank you for the kind words. I mean, having a batting cage in your backyard is a pretty big flex, but I feel like that's the sort of thing that your parents hold against you. Like, if you, if they install a whole batting cage in the backyard and then you don't even make it to, like, the college level of playing baseball, 
Uh, is it any different than having like a basketball hoop? I had a basketball hoop in the backyard. I feel like it's different because it takes two people to operate a batting cage. You have to have a second person over there shooting the balls. Yeah. And that's a lot of effort. I'm sure they have. From a parent's perspective. They have an automated version now, right? There's got to be. You'd, you'd hope. But maybe not like back then. Have you guys been to a batting cage recently? And I've no. tried it. Oh, My hands boy, hurt, man. It's embarrassing. Holy moly. You think, I mean, you know, just watching baseball. You know, you're watching these these guys. You're like, oh, man, that was only a 70-mile-per-hour sinker. That should have been easy to hit because a lot of these other pitches are going 95 or 98 miles an hour. And then you get in there and you try to hit like a 40-mile-per-hour fastball, and you're just like, whoa, that thing was moving. <laughs> <laughs> It really is one of those sports, man, where you don't appreciate, like, what what it would be like to be a professional baseball player and trying to hit, like, a Raldis Chapman who's hit, throwing 103. Oh, yeah. no. What? With movement. And a round ball and a round bat. Yeah. Like, yeah. come no. on, man. No, That's no, Please leave a message after the tone. Did your parents ever take you to see R-rated movies? Because some movie theaters today won't let you take your kids in, not even with an adult. Message deleted. I thought you could bring your. I've seen. I've been in so many R-rated movies with little ass kids in there. Little kids, huh? Little kids. To answer her question, no. My uh, my parents never took me to see rated R movies. In fact, we weren't even allowed to watch rated R movies. Do you remember the first rated R movie that you ever watched? Because I do. No, I don't. What was yours? Mine was on HBO. Oh, and oh my. It, no, I mean, it's a classic. It's a John Hughes movie. I, it was Breakfast Club was the oh, first R-rated, R-rated movie that I ever saw. And, yeah. you know, great. I mean, if you're going to pick an R-rated movie to see, that's a pretty good one. I mean, Audrey, do you remember your first R-rated movie or was it just like the first sex scene? Because you talk about the Titanic sex scene a lot. I remember the, the East of Eden and I remember mm. the, because I was trying to find a different movie and accidentally put on the wrong channel. And it was the scene where she's all leathered up. Uh-huh. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> that I was, was like, that, what that am was I ma- watching? That was Mahoney's sexual awakening. Like was, that, uh, that I wouldn't say the- sexual awakening, but there were there were moments had to that. I, I was oh, so confused. No, you did? We didn't have the internet. Can you imagine like your parents come downstairs and you're like, blah, 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 and they My look at the TV. better than to come downstairs. Rosie O'Donnell. Wearing her leather teddy, I was a mad man. Rosie O'Donnell, <laughs> like League of League of Her Own era too. Yeah. I was, I was, I was mad at that. Uh, I, so I, I don't remember the first rated R movie, but I do remember like the first, I think rated R esque type content, and it was the USA's Up All Night. Oh yeah, and I'd go over to my friend Sam's house, and they they had cable, which we didn't, and. Up all night would be on. Gilbert Gottfried these, and Rhonda Shear, man. Yeah, Those, just running around, just boobies bouncing all over the place. Always we're just a B li- movie. We're just little boys like, oh, my goodness, look at this. They're Gilbert's running. voice in the back. That didn't matter. <laughs> Still worked for me. Right. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. It's the Dave, Dave and Mahoney Show. Out of all of the animals that exist in the world, one of the craziest ones has got to be a goat. And now the goat craziness has come. What's happening now, Dave? Well, I mean, goats, as far as, like, what they're able to do. Have you ever seen, like, a mountain goat actually yeah. on the side of a mountain? I've seen a like what goat you, on a dam. What do you mean you're scaling that vertical stone thing mm-hmm. with your little hooves? How many and goats? And you're not even worried about it either. Yeah. You're just like, meh, just chewing your cud. What are you looking for? Like, is there plants <laughs> on the side of the mountain that you're just chewing up? Like, yeah. why? There's got to be an easier way than going straight up. Or are they the ultimate thrill seekers out of the uh, in the animal kingdom? Do you think all these goats are just jockeying for like a Red Bull endorsement? Yeah, they're all extreme athletes. Yeah. Well, the the fire department had to respond after there was a goat 
found on the roof of a house. <laughs> the fire department referred to it as a rooftop rodeo <laughs> and mentioned that the goat was rather, quote, adventurous and ventured a little too high on the house. How do you get up there? I have no idea. That's what I mean. What do you mean you're a goat and you ended up on the roof? <laughs> I don't like keep, that. Do you get to keep the goat if he's on your roof? Finders keepers? Because that goat's good, man. Like, I love... You eat goat? Well, like goat and beef, you know? Like, isn't that gyro? No, that's you, lamb. No, it's lamb, man. That's the same thing? No, no, what do you no mean? not a, at all. A sheep is not a goat. A goat is do not a not sheep. Eat, do we not eat goats? We eat their goat's milk. milk. Goat milk. We, yeah, like, we have goat milk. Do we not eat, goat like, cheese. goat meat? Meat? Not here, I don't think. In other parts of the world, is goat like something that you would eat? Um, I think if you have goats, probably. Mm. Like you would, you don't feel like you get attached. I think that go. I mean, would you not get attached to a lamb? A lamb is lamb one of the sweetest, cuter. sweetest animals. They yeah, are but, so cute. But lambs are morons. So are goats. Goats are not morons. Goat they're geniuses. Was on top of a yes. house in Glendale. That's why they're um, dumb. It got onto a top of a house. And also, billy goats way cuter than little baby sheep. And they, baby sheep are cute, but billy goats. Do you goats, know your farm animals? All, excuse sir? me. I know you have children, but I feel like they might be confused if this is how you think of the farm animals. Uh, have you not goats? seen little billy goats jumping all over the place, have flipping you off not each seen other? A lamb recently. When was the last time you saw a lamb? I mean, I, I've seen a lamb. It's just a small sheep. Uh, goat, by the way, tastes just like lamb, according to the it internet. Does? Yeah, oh. it's a little bit sweet, a little bit gamey. It's not too overpowering, so it sounds like it's pretty good. I've, I'm shocked that I've maybe I've never eaten goat. I, I, eat, I eat the hell out of a goat. I don't mind. Interestingly, the firefighters <laughs> were called to the scene to perform the rooftop rodeo, and photos showed them climbing up and bringing the goat back down to safety. The operation, they say, was successful, and the goat was reunited with its owner, meaning that that was, in fact, a rogue goat on somebody's roof. Like, it wasn't even their house that they climbed up on top of. He's out here spying, invading people's privacy. That's an eating in my book. You think he's, like, peering in the sunroof? Like, what y'all doing in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. The strangest, strangest, strangest dumbest, dumbest, and funniest audio from the depths of the World Wide Web. This, 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 this is the Internet is Undefeated on Dave and Mahoney. There's so much humor, so much joy, so much levity on the Internet if you just make your algorithm feed you the right things. And, Audrey, I've said it before, I'll say it again, that you have, uh, you deserve a lot of credit for helping me to get my algorithm to the point where I'm just sitting over here just giggling every single day. Good. I'm glad. And I'm glad. just sharing memes, and the, that's how I communicate with a lot of my friends now is I'll just send them funny things that I find online. And they send me funny things they find online, and we don't talk other than that, and it's great. I love I that. I love it. Communication through yeah. memes is yeah. one of my love languages. Yeah, for sure it is, no question. Just going to drop this meme like a like a feral little cat. So this is uh, The Internet is Undefeated, where we try to find interesting clips that have been floating around online for the last few days. And this one was one of those drive through things where you're paying it forward, you know, where you pay for the car behind you. And this woman was trying to convince her husband to do the pay it forward thing where you pick up the order of the people behind you. And his reaction is what went viral. Pay it forward for the car behind me. It's $50. I'm sorry? It's $50. It's $50. <laughs> How do they order everything? You do this all the time? Well, no, it's normally like $10, $50 at order. the most. <laughs> well, $50, dude. I want to stop and watch this girl's reaction. Well, how do you know it wasn't for, like, work or something? You know what I mean? She was taking all her work people's order, what? and you made someone's day. I made their week. This person's got to be like, are you kidding me? Seriously, we're going to stay here. Well, 
don't you want to see the gratification? I mean, shout out to that drive-thru worker who just was like, hey, are you sure it's $50 for their order? So one of my good friends works at a Starbucks. Yeah. Is a manager there and says she hates when these things happen. So my husband so was a part of one of those at a Starbucks recently during the holidays that I was on the phone with him. He had our my stepdaughter and him in the car and... He just kept going. He said, thank you. My man. He kept him punching. <laughs> he stopped it. Good. Stopped. Good. He, he did? Yes. I mean, somebody has to at some point, Dude, right? If you're telling oh me the order God. behind me is $50 and I'm going for a black coffee that's three, there's no way I'm, I'm coming up on that. For sure. Look, that's, that's, that's a situation absolutely where I think most of us can agree. If I'm getting a $3 black coffee and it's a, you know, a $47 swing, but your husband didn't have any idea how much to get people he behind him. Said, he said, thanks. He said, thanks. thank you, and kept it pushing. That, my man. Yeah. I love that. He he is the pay-it-forward killer. I had no Good. idea. Oh, my God. He's doing the workers a favor. Uh. Again, they don't like it. Things that's get hilarious. confusing. Orders get messed up. It becomes a pain in the ass for everybody. And that's he, what he, he is, heard, so he was just doing the, them a favor. Like he sucked that, up yeah. all of that Christmas joy. He is yeah. the Grinch. He's, I drink it up. I called him the Grinch. I said, what are you doing? This is the, the time to be paying it forward. He was like, no, we're in a hurry. I was like, I'm not even really paying it forward at that point. You're just making the person behind you have to put have to yeah, decide true, on if they're going so to true. do it or not. It's yeah. only That's special not a, when it's special. Why yeah. do you yeah. call it pay it forward anyway? You're paying it behind you. Pay it, paying it back. Yeah, paying it back. Paying it back, yeah. yeah. Uh, so an Amazon worker got fired, and this lady posted a video on, on social media about the ridiculous job she had to do at the Amazon warehouse. She ended up getting fired because I guess it broke some sort of confidentiality yeah, you agreement. You can't film while, while you're there. While you're working on the job, and so here it is. The job that I was working at with Amazon is called a straightener. Um, basically, it's a small part of a big operation throughout the building. It's called the Amazon Delivery Warehouse. All the packages come in that need to get delivered in that area, and we organize them all throughout. This Amazon warehouse employee gets paid $18 an hour just for using her one hand. So my job was a straightener, which is when it's coming down the belt. You just make sure that the package is organized enough to go up and get auto-scan and put into its location. Hang on. Out of all of the things that Amazon is able to automate in this world, they can't automate straightening the packages. Also, they have to hire somebody to, like, turn them slightly. Her smoke detector was on in the background. I can't take her serious. That's nor, nor the bootleg David Attenborough. Dude, I mean, I, this woman was waking $18 an hour. An hour. And that's not like that's a crazy amount. Like, bro, settle down. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, like can you believe this? Yeah, I can. I watched that's, the video of her actually in action, though, and it is like the, the easiest job in the world. She literally just bloop. Again, with the lo-fi like, music the in the background, yeah, like it was like her OnlyFans account. Like, watch me straighten these boxes. Yeah. Oh, okay, here's well, 1199. It's like ASMR. 11.99. What is this? So this uh, this kid was walking around school and he was calling all the teachers by their first name, which if you recall back don't, in the day, don't do that. That was but that was that a was funny a thing that you used to do. Yeah. I feel like it was purposefully just to see how your teachers would react. What's up, Michelle? Get out of my classroom. Okay. <laughs> What's up, Brandon? Call me by my first name. Give me the dang phone. What's up, Bruce? Excuse me. What's up, Bruce? Are you kidding me right now? You have to be joking. What's up, Christy? Don't call me Christy. What's up, Katie? Wrong. Try again. <laughs> What's up, Melinda? <laughs> that is Mrs. Greg to you. What's up, Carrie? Have you lost your ever-loving mind? No. It's not very nice to be calling teachers by the first name. It's 
very disrespectful. They've been working very hard and diligent for each one of you. So going forward, I need you to please be courteous, be respectful for our teachers and our staff, and not to be calling them by their first name. Okay, Chris. Seriously? <laughs> that guy's a dick. I called a teacher by I called a teacher by their first name one time. What happened? It, he, his name was Richard. Richard. Oh, and I were you him, angry? Call him, okay, and I called Richard. him Dick. Called him Dick. <laughs> <laughs> his name was Richard Witt. So Dick Witt. Dick Witt. Oh. <laughs> he was such. Oh, he hated me so much. I, I was wonder like, why. Oh no. I was like a foot and a half taller than him, and I was like sixteen. Oh, oh. did you? Were you looking down oh, at him when you called God, him Dick I Witt? <laughs> I, I know where he is now. He's still teaching. Is he really? Oh yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he young? He was. He was young. Okay. He, so I was probably you know 16, 15, 16, and he was probably twenty two. 23. Just yeah. starting to teach. And he oh was a goodness. prick. And you could tell he hated me because I was so handsome and good looking and tall. It, it, that's how you Funny. read it. Because you knew I was going to so, be successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're so successful. Yeah. And with modest your local radio show. <laughs> there is no one more like ornery than a first year teacher. Yeah. So I, that's that's pretty on brand. It's, it's a defense mechanism, you know, because there's the Mahoney's of the world. Out I was here. great. I was a great student. He Can was, you imagine being 22 and having to deal with 15 and 16 year old punk ass kids. I all was day? great. Uh, you didn't sound great. I was. It was the reason I, it was you during prom committee. Down at him, calling him dick. Well, yeah. After he was insulting me. What did he insult? He was for? insulting that I didn't know my science. And he was right. No. You don't know science. I know science. Name three things on the periodic table right now. Gold, silver, and copper. Now no, tell me their signs. Their signs? Yeah. Uh, CU, gold is, uh, or silver is uh-huh, okay. SI. Uh, you're just making stuff up. <laughs> it is not. And gold is FU. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, and the internet is undefeated, a mashup that we didn't know that we needed. How about some CCR and Rage Against the Machine? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, two bands that I love. Here we go. Let's see. Didn't hate it. No. Didn't hate it. No, I did not like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Shut up, you dickwit. This is Dave and Mahoney. So I don't know who needs to get this memo. Actually, strike that. I do. It's this lady. Not a great idea to steal $100 million from the U.S. military. What? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Her name is Janet Mello. She is a former financial program manager for the U.S. Army and is accused of defrauding the military of $100 million over six years. So she created a fake military youth business that was called Child Health and Youth Long Life Development to receive funds fraudulently from a military grant intended for children of Army personnel. So not only are you stealing from the military, you're stealing from the military to the tune of $100 million wow. under the guise that it's going to the children of enrolled personnel. Like, that is dirty, man. According to the provided services, Mello is accused of using the funds for personal expenses, including 31 homes 
over 70 supercars and motorcycles, jewelry, clothing, luxury vehicles. The IRS flagged her extravagant lifestyle, leading to a criminal investigation and her indictment in December of 2023. So this just happened. But man, you talk about not knowing how to lay low. You stole $100 million, and while your theft was going on, you had 31 homes? What are you talking about? I mean, what are you doing buying 31 homes as well? She's a landlord. I mean, she had 70 supercars. You're, you're out here buying Ferraris and Range Rovers. You could have kept it just under the table. You probably ne- They probably never would have noticed. Probably never would have but noticed. But you're out but here you stunting. Got, you got to be out here with your $25,000 handbag, and someone's like, hang on, you're like a, a financial program manager. You're not making that kind uh-huh. of money. You're not like a professional baseball player or something like that. What do you mean you have 31 homes and 70 supercars? So faces charges including mail fraud, engaging in monetary transactions with criminally derived proceeds, aggravated identity theft, potential prison sentence up to 20 years for each fraud charge. She's going away for the rest of her life. Yeah, federal prosecutors are seeking forfeiture of nearly 80 vehicles, the 31 properties across five states acquired from the embezzled funds. But boy, do not steal money from the military and certainly don't steal money from the military pretending like you're helping out enlisted individuals children mm-hmm. and make sure it's not a hundred million dollars that you just can't help yourself from spending janet this is the dave and mahoney show you know the songs but do you know them when they sound this bad it's, it's cover your, your ears, ears. Dave and Mahoney. Rhonda is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. Rhonda, do you feel ready to do this thing? I am ready. 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these, and these are all really big, popular songs you've heard many times before. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. And I've got good news. Today, all of them are in the thousands of views, including the first one here, 103,000 views on this one. So some lifelines if you need them, but here we go with number one. Good luck. my time and took my Stop it right there. Loved That's from an artist it. called Scary Pockets. Was that a banjo in there? Sounded, Sounded like, like it. it. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of that. Yeah, okay. Real funky. Yeah, nice. Uh, over to you, Not Rhonda. Do, do you know it? I That was uh, Survivor with Eye of the Tiger. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Full point. Excellent. No lifeline to use there. On to the next one here. This one's got 89,000 views. Ooh. And we've heard of this uh, group before. They're called Melodica, and they tend to be... Uh, rather heavy and do interesting covers of songs so let's see if you can figure this one out i'm so happy cuz the day i found my friends they're in my head i'm so ugly that's okay cuz so are you we broke our mirrors sunday morning is every day for all i can and i'm not scared like my candles in a taste cuz i found god yeah yeah We'll stop it right there. I mean, a lot of times Melodica kind of goes more of the heavy metal route, but that's more of a ska vibe. Uh, Rhonda, I don't know if you know this, but Mahoney used to play guitar in a ska band. <laughs> that's true. That's a fact. We traveled. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know it? 
it's it's it doesn't sound like it's supposed to sound that but i can't i can't pull it out mahoney you got me on this i got a half point for you come on man you don't know the whole thing. I mean, it's they, it's one or two songs. It's Nirvana. It, it is Nirvana. And all Nirvana songs are Nirvana yeah, songs. Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every Nirvana song is the same. Can just name a song and maybe it's that one? Is it dumb? No. Your answer was. That no. is incorrect. <laughs> Audrey, any guess? You want to use me for, you want to do double no, whammy no, no, on a no, happy? No. Oh, okay. That doesn't count. I'm just curious. I if you, can't if burn you're... both my lifelines. No, Still I don't no know. Like, they all sound the same. I mean, it's easy for me. I have the answers in front of me, but lithium is the correct same. answer. Okay. I would have, Whatever. I would have not. Um, I know that. Matter. I know that song word for word. You could ask me any lyric of any Nirvana song. I got you. The names, absolutely not. Okay, so here we go on to number three. You get one and a half. You're doing just fine. Audrey is still available. This is from one of our favorite artists. This is uh, Bev and Bob. Love mm-hmm. Bev and Bob. 3,100 views, so not one of their more popular ones necessarily, but here we go, Rhonda. Well, you build like a car. You got a hubcap, diamond star halo. You build like a car, oh, yeah. Well, you're an untamed youth. That's the truth with your club full of eels. Dirty sweet new my girl. Ow! <laughs> well, you're windy and wild. You got the blues. Oh, that's clean, brother. That is real nice. Rhonda, do you know that one? I do, and I'm not sure I can pull out the title. Is it T Rex? T Rex mm-hmm. is the artist. Yep, that is correct. Uh, Five seconds. I can't do it. Nah, that's all right. It was Get It On, Get It On by T-Rex, but you got a half point, and the lifeline is still intact, so you got two correct, so it all comes down to this last one. Audrey's still on your team here, able to help out if she can. 141,000 views, so the most popular one of the day. You can win it right here or lose it right here. Good luck. I didn't want to stop. I didn't it. want to stop either. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of lost. An interesting, it uh, an interesting cover for sure. It is from an artist called I Love Bluegrass, which does check out 141,000 views. Rhonda for the win. Do you got it? This is so much easier when you're listening. It to is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And you're sitting at home going, "How can you not come up with that?" Yeah. Is well, Tom Petty? No. No, it's another guy. You want to? You want to use Audrey to help you out? The Joker. Yeah, Audrey. Audrey. It's the Joker. Similar man? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, you're Whatever, the I would have said Tom Petty at see. first, too, but then I got confused whenever she said it wasn't. You <laughs> <laughs> push it. Look, I was tough today. Team effort, and she gets the win. Well done, Ron. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. I got a message for you. Leave a message for the Dave and Mahoney Show anytime by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Are you guys all for the self-checkouts at stores and, like, the ordering kiosks they have at some McDonald's? Or would you rather have a minimum wage employee bringing up your stuff? Message deleted. So as a former cashier at Bilo Grocery Stores, I happen to be a master of self-checkout. Uh, however, still hate it. 
No, you know because what? other people don't know how to do it, and it takes infin- infinitely longer. It's just not convenient. I mean, it's the not. fact that you've got that little teeny area, it screams at you about bagging. You know, if I want to buy some beer or a bottle of wine or whatever, you have to wait for the person to come over. I would rather it go back to how it was when it's when it was run efficiently. Yeah. When they'd have all the registers open, there was a vibe about the grocery store. I miss it. And don't pay your people minimum wage. Pay them a living wage, and you'll get good people who will add to your business. Well, we've seen like that. You with- have good representation as far as your your employees are. People are going to want to come back to your business. That's how it works. Well, we see that with a, like a grocery store like Trader Joe's, for example. It's great. They pay their employees, I think, a fair wage, and yeah. it shows. I've been going to the Trader Joe's that I had been going to for years. I mean, you're talking like 12, 13 years. I know almost everybody who works there, not like by name or anything, but I know their face because I'm in there every week, and I see them. And, you know, they're always nice, and I continue to go back. My favorite people on the planet are cashiers and the baggers. I love my awkward little baggers. You guys are so cute. Never make an eye contact. That's fine. I'm still going to talk to you. Hey, Brian, (laughs) what's up, man? (laughs) Same with the cashiers. I love talking with them, and, you know, I would see a... Self-checkout open and actively ignore it every time if there's... I will wait, I will wait in line in order to the, go to a cashier. The only time self-checkout makes any sense to me is if it's one or two items tops. 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 One or two. Yep. One yeah, or two. Running in and running out. I, and I'll it, even be... I'll even embarrass myself. If I'm going in for, I don't know, razors and like a magazine... Made lubricant of some sorts <laughs> and potato chips. What a weekend you're having. I will still go to a cashier. Will you really? I would. Even with the embarrassing stuff. I don't ever get any of those items. I mean, potato chips I do, but in razors. But I mean, like, <laughs> who needs lubricant? You're like, <laughs> give me the large preparation each. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Or if I'm going for something like itch cream. Like, no, like, man, like, I'm still going to go to do you, But do you still cashier? strike up a conversation with the cashier about your items? You're like, have you ever had a large boil on your butt? Because I have. <laughs> yeah, because usually if I'm getting edge cream, I'm also getting wine, so I gotta get carded. I'm having a tough week. <laughs> uh, Doritos nacho cheese chips with a spicy pickle slaps. Message deleted. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. A I do spice- like a sp- spicy gas station pickle. Always a a treat. The best. Dude, I'm, I'm like a pa- I'm like Pavlov's dog. Like you say the word pickle, and I start salivating. <laughs> yeah, man. But oh, why? have you tried the, um, did she, what kind of chips did she say? Doritos, spicy Doritos. nacho cheese. So have you seen, are you a fan of the Flamin' Hot Cheetos, Dave? Because I know you're the pickle guy along with me here. Kind of, I'm not, as, as weird as it sounds, I'm not a big. Spicy chip person? Just chip person in general. Really? Yeah, like I, I don't ever like seek out Doritos or Cheetos He's a or Trisket. any of that stuff. Oh, you're a Trisket guy. What did you say? You're, you're, you're a Trisket. Trisket guy, you're a Trisket guy, I forget. Yeah. No, I'm not you're a Trisket. Trisket you I'm a Dorito Mahoney's Dude. a cheese. Yeah. Mahoney's a cheese. I just You're don't like, I, I don't like the dust, for being real. I like I like the uh, the goldfish and I like Triscuits. And, uh, yeah, you can kiss my ass if you don't <laughs> think that's cool. <laughs> Listen, we don't need to get defensive here. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like that was an attack, man. I got I to gotta wall up. <laughs> I'm not going to get defensive. I, I'm emotionally shut down from you're, this you're moment on. You're a Triscuit on. guy. No, it's I, fine. I, don't you call me a Triscuit guy. And a regular regular Pringles guy. It's fine. It's not regular regular. It's the original flavor because it's the best. Do you season your chicken, man? That's all I'm asking. There's salt. Hey, don't 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 go hard on original Pringles. <laughs> don't don't pick that hey, fight. Thank you. I'm bringing Mahoney back over to my side. <laughs> don't pick that fight. I'm just wondering. You're a bugle, bitch.
I, dude, I do. What See? do you mean? Don't you? But, yeah. Because I like to have fun while I eat. I'll put one well, on I'm edge. Finger. I'm a witch. I'm a witch. It's not like a good time. Yeah, it rhymes with witch. <laughs> You're also listening fair. to Dave and Mahoney. <laughs> when your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. Guys, we have a candidate for Mom of the Year already. How exciting. This particular lady, who, whose name I believe is Jacaria. Jakaria Gurton, 21 years old, from Louisville, Kentucky. It does. Uh, from where? Running off uh, from Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, goodness. Was uh, was running off the scene after uh, trying to steal some stuff from Walmart and uh, dropped her three-year-old child in the process. Oh, <laughs> just you got to, you know, man, no man left behind, uh, all babies left behind. What's wild case. is that th- I guess the loss prevention was trying to stop her and she was running out of the store, dropped the child on the ground before driving away. <gasps> Did she leave the kid? Yeah. Sounds oh, like what? it. I mean, you got to go back for your kid. Yeah, man. At some point. So the goods were more worth also, whatever you were trying to get accomplished than your child that you left. If we're stealing the, uh, the groceries and that's what your task is for the day, maybe don't make that bring your kid to work day. I mean, if you're going to be out like shoplifting, like bringing the three-year-old with you, not a great accomplice. A nine-year-old, I feel like they could help. Mm-hmm. A three-year-old, no help. Useless. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're just there. They're bumbling idiots. So a Subway customer uh, by the name of Alberto DiBarrios was arrested in Stewart, Florida for battery after allegedly throwing his unsliced sandwich at a store clerk. When you think about things to try to beat somebody with, a Subway sandwich is near the bottom of the barrel when it comes to fast food or quick serve food. Like, you can't be hitting somebody with a sub sandwich. They're pillowy. I, I feel like a sub sandwich. No, no it they're hard if as it's a rock. To- if it's toasted, if it's a toasted uh, bun, yeah, man, that's a like a baseball bat. Also, remember that about? the, the well, because the bread, stale-ass bread is so stale. I mean, you're thinking in the good old days. I am thinking in the good old before days. Before sub sandwiches started becoming elite and we had all of these bougie sub places. Yeah. They're is maybe nothing that is harder than the bread at Subway. It's been a minute since I've been to Subway. Maybe you're, maybe this is a good sandwich uh, or good weapon choices is a, is, is a sub sandwich. It's I like a, a, sword. a lot of people don't know. Uh, Tanya Harding actually had Nancy Kerrigan kneecapped with a Subway sandwich. Is that what it was? Yeah. It was a meatball sub, actually. I think yeah. I saw that story. It was. Right. And see, yeah, it wasn't even really blood. It was just the marinara. A uh, 23-year-old Florida woman, speaking of attacking people with stupid things, and also being food-related. The 23-year-old, whose name is Mercy Thomas, is facing charges for allegedly ca- causing a disturbance after starting a one-woman food fight at a convenience store. So it was just her? <laughs> she, Well, she was the only one that was throwing food. Uh, she was chucking uh, mac and cheese and potato wedges at the store owners before assaulting them. She my also mouth would have been open. <laughs> hung, like Kirby? <laughs> like a hungry, Two of my favorite hippo. things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> you just, just keep insulting her so she'll keep throwing more potato <laughs> wedges at you. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Oh, my God. Would you people shut up? Dave and Mahoney. So, Audrey, you always say that you love love. I love love. And a lot of people say, hey, how does love really change the way that the brain works? Because what makes you fall in love with somebody? Like, what makes you actually go, okay, I don't just like this person. I love this person. I want to spend as much time as possible with this individual. And there was a study done, and they say that love can make people do crazy things. And now a new study is explaining why. Scientists in Australia have found that love really does scramble the human brain on a neurological level. Well, that's what infatuation is. But so is infatuation the same as love in your opinion? I No, they're not. But I think that a lot of times people misinterpret lust, love, and infatuation. Yeah, they get confused real quick. Yeah. 
They're saying the uh, the new the new report documents how a specific area of the brain is responsible for placing the people that we really think that we love on a pedestal when we first fall in love. So the project was a collaboration between the University of South Australia as well as a couple of others. And they say we actually know very little about the evolution of romantic love. But as a result, they're finding that the, the way that your brain reacts when you feel like you're in love makes you do, frankly, really stupid things. I mean, I'm not shocked by this. Is anybody else in the room? I mean, I mean think about all. all the things when you're first in a relationship, all of the all of the hikes you guys went on. Oh God, what are we doing? What like are we you, doing? you pretend to be a completely different different person in the beginning, and I think that that would be part of the crazy things that you'll do for love. Really, you become a totally different version of yourself, and then whenever you're more comfortable, you disarm and then show your true colors. Yeah, like I can't believe that my wife actually thought that I liked hiking, and from time it's to time, because you told her. I know I, I'm a liar, but look, you know she's much lie. better looking than me. I didn't have a choice. See, that is so funny to me. It's like I can't believe you thought that I liked that. You told me that you did. At all men, that's not just a you thing, Dave. That is yeah. all men, man. Look, I'm not and proud. Women I'm, too. I'm, I'm and not women. proud of it, but I, it, it, I had to do something that's, in order to baby trap like her. Women, and it we love sex so much. Oh my god, I, I can't, can't get, get enough, enough of it. <laughs> Dude, it's like it's like that thing that's going around right now with uh, Larissa Pippen, where she's talking about how her and Marcus Jordan are doing it five times a night. I'm like, five times a night, you wacko! Like, like this, th- that is not going to hold up. Like, I well, she said her and Scotty, Scotty. used to do it like three times a, a night, day, and, that's, yeah. and, and that's why she's saying she does it five times with Marcus just to exactly. make him feel better. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? One five times a night, <laughs> yeah. five, like I mean, like also, ow, <laughs> right? It's just too much. Five times a night. Settle down. Let me take a nap. Dave. Dave and, and Mahoney. Dave and Mahoney. I don't know what this is all about. You just told me to call your dummy. There's nothing you can say they haven't heard before. Leave us a message by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. This is for Audrey about crying at a movie. Years ago, I was home by myself, and I was watching Splendor in the Grass with Natalie Wood and... Warren Beatty. And I was crying so hard at the end. I was sobbing and then I leaned back on my recliner and it tipped over. So I laid there with my legs up in the air and I started looking around to see if anybody was watching me and of course I was alone. And then I just started cry- I started laughing because you know, it was just funny. Anyhow, I'm a big crier so thought you'd appreciate that. Bye. You and I are the same, and I love that comedic moment you had with yourself. You'll always have that memory and that story. Yeah, I don't know. Do Guys, do you all find yourself getting emotional at movies, or do you find yourself watching movies that make you emotional? I feel like women seek that out. I don't seek it out, but I, I find, you know, like if it's an emotional thing or it's a sad movie, I'm like... You know, if you're invested in, if it's to the point where I'm like not on my phone and I'm watching a movie, there's a hundred times, a hundred thousand times a tear up because it's like, I, fe- I feel. did you say you were going through it there for a while and you were like getting emotional at commercials? Well, there's some, Dave. I don't like how commercials do that. It's like, oh, look at my mom with dementia. Buy a Chevy. Yeah. Fuck what? Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> what? do that. Don't, what? Do, don't do that. Why look at this that? dog. Wasn't that the Gets Super Bowl last year? Chevy. Yes. Or two years ago. It was just like, bro, man. This this is not what I need not during right. the halftime of the Super Bowl. Yeah, don't don't make me cry. Yeah, but this is a good APR. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just give me horses kicking a football, man. Yeah, let's go That's, back to that. Let's go back to yeah. that. Just a little heads up for Audrey and Dave since they got kids to look over. A while ago, my wife took the kids to the dentist. 
And uh, this goes back to Audrey's story about dentists, and that is uh, the dentist lied to my wife and to both of my kids, saying that one of our kids had 10 cavities, the other one had six cavities. We went and got a second opinion, and that dentist lied straight to my wife and kids' face. So, you know, naturally being dad, I wanted to go down there and, you know, gently remove some teeth with my fist, but... You know, after talking to some people, the better advice and choice was made to just report him to the state licensing board. Nice move. I mean, what are the things that I, you would go up there and you would punch him? No, of course not. No, no, but I want to see him do it. One of the things that I take the most pride in is my teeth because I've put the most money and investment into them. I've Uh been in braces twice. Okay. And, you know, I... That was about 10 years. It was a 10-year stint. Yeah. You know, that's you like what we, that's jail time. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Literally, I was behind bars. I was you about shackled. My teeth were shackled yeah. <laughs> for 10 years. And um, whenever I went into this dentist, she started doing that whole poke and prod with those, like, medieval time tools uh-huh. on my teeth. And she was like, wow, yeah, on a one one four scale, you're a four, which means they're awful. And I was like, what in the world, scam? Were Just they, absolute scam. They were going through, they are like, one- Three, four, 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 three, four. You're like, stop. Don't sit here and shame me yeah. loudly and then tell me that you've got this solution, which is some laser that doesn't work, yeah. you liars. But I did the same thing that our buddy Edge here, uh, you know, went and did. I got a second opinion, and they were like, what in the world? And it makes me nervous because is that your mouth? Once you start messing with your yep. teeth... Those teeth, when they're gone, they're gone. There's no, like, you just yeah. get a fake tooth. Oh, I got I got a missing tooth in the back. I yeah. had to get a po- tooth pulled. Ain't but nothing un- there. Unlike Edge, Audrey wasn't a coward, went down there, but kicked the dentist's ass. I think, but Audrey pointed, dentist, it was easier. Audrey pointed out <laughs> something, though, I think we need to normalize. Hmm. We need to normalize second opinions. For sure. Like, like we just take Man. too much stuff on face value from people who are just trying to make a buck off of us. Especially because you're, we grew up in an era where you do trust healthcare professionals. I mean, like, I felt like we, there was nobody who knew more than a doctor. There I was know, nobody who knew more than your lawyer, you know? I know too yeah. many lawyers, too many doctors, too many dentists who are all degenerate pieces of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and that, you know what? Yeah. And some that are great, right? But yes. I mean, the second opinion absolutely does matter. We've done that, you know, a lot over the last couple of years with a lot of health issues that are running through my family. And it's just wild because one time you'll get, oh my God, you're going to die tomorrow. And the next day is like, actually, you're not even sick. If you I, feel see, it's I'm, off, I'm, I'm, go I'm, seek it out. I'm going to take it a step further. I'm, I'm going to normalize third and fourth and fifth opinions until I get the answer that I want. On Facebook so from I, a friend. I could be very, very sick, but I'm just going to keep going to crappy doctors and progressively make them worse mm-hmm. until somebody's like, no, nah, you're a picture of health. See, this Dave, is fantastic. That makes it seem like you're telling us that we should just stick with our first opinion. Eh, who has time for to go to two doctor's appointments? Well, so it's a lot of You work. don't because you've got four kids. I know. It's a lot of work. Please leave a message after the tone. Nerds! Nerds! <laughs> Nerds! He's a nerd! Me the last Star Wars. Message deleted. Presented without comment. Dave. Dave and Ed Mahoney. Because there's really no point in pretending we're... Hold up. Good at this. It's an all-new blooper reel on Dave and Mahoney. You know... Every week, I think maybe this is the week where we're going to go to Chris and say, hey, Chris, was there any bloopers this week? And he's going to go, no, you guys were flawless throughout the entire week. Or I had to do a really short blooper reel. It's only a few seconds long because only a few times did you guys mess up. 
and that has never happened. In all of these years doing this show, Mahoney, mm-hmm. not a single time has there ever been any sort of shortage of bloopers. You know what's so funny is that when you guys are really, really bad at your job, it makes my job real easy for We're this. We're doing it for you. But the other way around, when you're really, really good at your job, it makes my job very difficult for this. Well, you're welcome. And this was an easy job. This yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's have a listen. And it really took a turn for my mental my mental state. I'm old, and I'm only for my mental, my mental state. I think that there's not... People need to be meaner. People need to be meaner. <laughs> House of cards, you bitches. Man, there's a Chevrolet, a Chevy Cavalier got all the way through all the brick. There's a Chevrolet, a Chevy. There's a Chevrolet, a Chevy. You got penetrated by a Metro. <laughs> That's what it is. He wants, he, he wants a, ba- he wants, he, he, he wants a, he wants a, ba- he wants, he, he, he wants a, he wants a, he wants a. Mahoney, that's how you get a family. Like, that's. I'm trying to fit my car into a way too tight garage in an apartment complex I was living in. That was the only culprit. Like, in an apartment complex. In an apartment complex. The movie that I like, I can watch time and, and time again. Time, time and time again. And time again. And time again. I don't know. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I saw the Wizard of Oz when I was little. If your kids are at home. I saw the Wizard of Hours when I was little. And then by the time I get to like six, because that's my favorite, the Harry Potter and the Half Blood Plant. Oh my God! Don't put that in blooper reel. Oh, it's <laughs> to change because again, even how we've seen with Star Wars over the years, them changing how the movie is with Han, sh- you know, no longer shooting first. You know, to like ret, you know, recon, retcon the the way that some of these, even how we've seen with Star Wars over the years, ret, re, you know, recon, retcon the because it's no longer like just going into these awful rabbit holes of how terrible everything is in the world. It's like funny meme, funny meme, funny meme. Let me share these with my friends in his microwave because he doesn't know how microwave microwaves work. And you're a hundred years old. I'd like to him over. Oh, oh my goodness! I'd like to invite him over for a beer and a back rub. The midday the slot the- is not really a prime sports. Midday is a tough slot, and right. there is something within us, within us, that we were like, you know what, you know what? Funny meme, funny meme, funny meme. Don't put that in blooper reel. Wants, like, what are we, are we or, making love? Like, what's? Don't put that in blooper reel. Some knuckle sandwiches and some swirlies would do this world, world right. Don't put that in blooper reel. Although they're not exactly sure where all these beavers come from, I think it might be like through the uh, the canal system. Beaver Taking away these, these these beavers, home. Huh? I just the, love uh, an animal with a job. When people uh, drive cars, especially stolen cars, I love how everybody loves to point the finger at like. But I mean, twenty three. 300 hours of championship event, event coverage each year. Harry Potter and the Half Blood Plant. Bread. Oh my God! Don't put that in blooper reel. That's gonna outlive sure. all of us. I mean, just out of uh, your sheer what? <laughs> <laughs> out of sheer bitterness. Okay, got it. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. What is something that you have in your house now, but it took you way too long to get it? I mean, Mahoney, you were talking about how you got the air fryer mm-hmm. not that long ago. I, I bought something that I'd been putting off for too long, I think, and I finally got it, and now I feel like I might uh, be technically common-law married to it because uh, our relationship has escalated pretty quickly. Uh, I got one of those Theraguns, mm-hmm. little vibrating Theraguns to mm-hmm. massage your muscles with, and um, and I love it. Welcome. Yeah, I mean, are you, you, you love it or are you in love with it? I'm in love with it uh, mm-hmm. for about 20 minutes a night. <laughs> uh, you've been talking about those for years, Audrey. I have. I mean, like a half a decade. Yeah, and I was like, eh. But, you know, now that I'm 
doing dry January and I'm going to the gym and I've been, I've been going to the gym like for three days now. I'm obviously a high-level athlete that needs to treat myself to some sports medicine. So I got one of the Theraguns, and I think it's just fantastic. Well, you know, you kind of joke about it, right, saying that, like, I'm a high-level athlete and all of this stuff. But, I mean, name a time that you feel worse and more immobile than, like, day three after the first day back to the gym. Yeah. Like, your yeah. body is, like, in absolute agony, and you you don't go back. It's like you, you're taking more time off from the gym just because you went to the gym. Do you know how fat I felt the other day? I was telling my wife this, and she kind of went, really? Which made it worse. Oh. <laughs> I was walking into the gym, and this is after, you know, having gone for a couple of days, but the previous day I'd done a... Uh, like a treadmill workout where there was a decent amount of like high intensity like hit like training. Hit training on the on the treadmill. The bottom of my feet hurt. Ooh, well that because could be I'd something been to do with your so And she's like, oh, maybe there's something wrong with your shoes. I'm like, no, I just think that I'm you're, you're, fat. It's and weight just, that just, your yeah, feet aren't accustomed to. Just been running at you know at a 11 miles but, per hour on the treadmill for this hit training, and my feet are just like, what are you doing, man? What it are you could doing? be your shoes. It, it could be. You need to get or, some Brooks Beasts. How no, man, I are these new shoes? No, not really. Oh, well, then they might be your shoes. It might be the me. Why Why would you <laughs> refuse to get some Brooks Beast? Those are like some of the most comfortable and padded shoes on the market. They the look on terrible. Clouds they or look the terrible. Hoka's. They, they look terrible, in my opinion. They're not for me. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm a very... Why do you got to look good at the gym, Diff? Because uh, there's a lot of mirrors. Uh-huh. I want to look good for myself. How dare you insinuate something else, Mahoney? And why you gotta look? Why you gotta look good, man? That's all I'm saying. Why well, would I not look good at the gym? Well, I'm going to the gym to look good. But That's the whole why point. Why do you think those shoes look bad? Because the they're not Beast? Nikes. Yeah. Okay. All the best and, running shoes are Mahoney. not Nikes. And Mahoney yeah. wears them. Okay. Mahoney, you're not you're no expert on running shoes. What do you know about running shoes? His I wife nothing. knows. <laughs> My wife does know. I and I and I have put I have probably put more miles on. My, my walking shoes, Dave, which are also running shoes, mm-hmm. than uh, the average person out there. I, each pair of shoes that I've retired, probably like 800 to 900 miles on those shoes. You wear the tread right off those I things, do. Huh? I do. Well, you are supposed to change your shoes based off a tread just like a tire. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, you didn't you, know You got that? some slick yeah. ass... Bald, <laughs> bald treads <laughs> on the bottom of your shoes, dude. I hit a water patch. I'm like, ah! have man, you ever slipped on a tread though? Whenever you spilled some water, like you are pretending like you're running a marathon, so you're you're still running. You grab your water bottle, try to squirt it in your mouth, and then it gets on the tread, and you do slip. That's, and you nearly die. And you nearly yeah, die. Yeah. And that would have been the moment when you were pretending like you were Forrest Gump on the tread. You, <laughs> I, as a, as a person who's older and fatter now. Like, I haven't been on a treadmill, and it's been a, a shocking, I know, a, a minute, but the idea of falling on a treadmill oh my God. scares me so it. much now. I have a you scar have? on the bottom of my chin. So I was visiting my dad uh, one year, and I was going into the workout room, yeah. and I was doing that thing as a kid that most kids do. You just make the treadmill go super fast, and you try and jump on it. Yeah. Well, this tread was in an unregulated area because it was up against a wall. Oh, it was the treadmill's fault? So the treadmill, the way that it was angled uh-huh. is that you step on, but the back part where the tread was moving, mm-hmm. if I were to fly off, I would smack up against the back of the wall. That's a pretty good place. And then it would sand you. Yeah. And I got <laughs> sanded. Oh. Like my entire bottom of my chin was gone. And the next night we were going to like to a nice dinner. So there I am just with like a eye patch, but on the bottom it's of like my chin. like a scab chin. that looks like a little goatee. Oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, buddy. That's where. That's why I start grew, growing hair there. Is that why? I've always wondered why you have that nice little patch. Yeah. Yeah. Got to shave it every day. <laughs> this-
This is Dave and Mahoney. How do you really feel? Tell, Tell us. By calling the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. Going back to launching people off to Mars, why do you think when they launch people out there, they're doing exercises constantly because there's no gravity there, right? Or maybe they're trying to keep up with their gym membership. Who knows? But they have to do exercises because after a while, their stomach starts coming out their mouth because of no gravity. So they try to keep the muscle tone up. And uh, when they land over there on Mars, which there is gravity, they'll just pour themselves out of the spaceship because they'll be like jelly. Message deleted. See, more problems with space. Space sucks. Want nothing to do with it. I'm just trying to figure things out here on Earth. Like, I just want to be able to pay the bills and have a good time. This is like like a a, a neighborhood that's going bad, man. Like, we got to find a new place to to ruin. Yeah. Okay, well, not in our lifetime. So no, but like in, for humanity to continue to expand, you have four children, sir. So that's something you probably should care about. You think in my kid's lifetime that they're, they're going to have to worry about going to Mars to live? Not no, full time, I, but I no think chance. that what Mahoney is saying is that paying attention to the way that the Earth is right now is why we're looking at exploration other places. It's all doom and gloom. As long as it's fine in front of me, like, I don't really care that much. It's too much to worry about. I can't do anything about it. Whatever. As an individual, for sure. Don't care. We have to, like, look at (laughs) Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coke, the world's biggest polluter. If you guys just didn't make such tasty carbonated sugar water, I'd be more mad. And I love them polar bears. Mm, They They don't even propagate us anymore with the polar bears. There's no more polar bears drinking Coca-Cola like they used to, man. Unless it's like maybe Christmas. When when was the last time you saw a polar bear drinking Coca-Cola? Seriously. It's been a while. It's probably because all the polar bears are dead. Please leave a message. Go kill them all. They so did. they're like, maybe we should choose a different spokes doesn't, animal that doesn't we matter. Not still, still love it. It's 2005. You're walking through the mall having a phone conversation on one of those in ear Bluetooth pieces, and it makes you kind of a douche. But isn't it funny that today we all depend on Bluetooth? Message deleted. True. So even if you're still talking loudly anywhere in public, so the difference between what you see today with people with their AirPods in is that they're not exclusively for your douchey, unimportant business conversation that you're loudly talking to in the mall. Uh, they can be for music. They can be for a lot of things. But if you're the sort of person that doesn't take out the Bluetooth, that's just a Bluetooth for phone conversations when you're not on the phone, that's the person that everyone hates. Well, but I think that it's funny how we have separated the two, but when they're kind of the same. But you could be listening to music on the on the AirPods, you're not listening to music, at least on the old school Bluetooth, like one ear. You weren't, no. And they flashed. It was the flashing light. And on top of that, I feel like the modern day equivalent, 20 years after 2005, mm-hmm. is the person who's talking on speakerphone in a public space. Or FaceTiming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, FaceTiming. Like, who are you people FaceTiming on public? What, what, is, what is the matter do with you? Do you guys FaceTime a lot? I don't Never. FaceTime a lot. I Never. love a FaceTime. You do? For sure. You would. Because, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm 10 years younger than you guys. I keep saying that. Like, it, it, and even younger than me, FaceTime way more. Yeah. You know, like, I you don't didn't need to look even, at me. I didn't even know that FaceTime was that big until really, I mean, 
my sister FaceTimes me kind of exclusively. Like, that, that is the phone call. You guys don't ever just talk on the phone? My dad and or my text. stepsister talk exclusively on FaceTime, and but she's five, She's eight years younger than me. When you're on FaceTime, you can't do what you actually, like, if I'm on a conversation, I could be doing other things. Right. But if I'm on a FaceTime, I have to hold the camera. Like, most of the time, if I'm, I know I'm going to be on a conversation, on the phone, on a conversation longer than 10 minutes, I will switch to my AirPods so I don't have to hold my phone. I'll put it in my pocket so I can go do whatever needs to be done around the house. Yeah, you just prop the phone up. You just, you know, you just kind of do it like that. Just lean it up against something? Yeah. See, Mahoney, I don't have that luxury. Like, we have to get good angles, you know. Yeah. I got to make sure it's at a you know, high no, enough but that's up like, and, you know, the, the light's hitting But that's the right. whole point is because you're usually FaceTiming with people who that doesn't matter. Like, I have some of the most unfortunate angles in a phone conversation. Like, I'll just put it on my lap or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Do you FaceTime while you're driving? I have answered a FaceTime and set it in my cup holder. A lot of times, you can't even see me, but I can see them. Hmm. Like, I'll put, I'll be on FaceTime and set it up in the kitchen, and I'll walk away, still hear him come back. I mean, I'm, it's... Yeah, I, I want, hate it. I want a FaceTime? I don't even want a phone call. Just text me. Just text. I yeah. call you. If I need something from you, I call you. I don't, like, texting you, I... I like, and I never answer. That's just not true. Please leave a message after the tone. Dave, sorry to hear about your unfortunate... Uh, Issue at the gym mm-hmm. is that uh, post traumatic stress syndrome now. Have a good day. Take care. Bye. Message deleted. Yeah, it is PTSD, but yeah, it's a uh, it's uh, a <laughs> that poor man. I wonder what he thought. Yeah, you got a, 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 a your AirPod dropping between your 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 boys. Like he's just fully declothed, yeah. too. and he's got this little loincloth he's holding in front of his junk and. He sees his AirPods accidentally come sliding between his legs. And somehow sexy music is playing on the AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm turning up Kenny G on my AirPods as they slide in between his legs. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Listen for reviews of your new favorite new brews. favorite brews. It's beer for breakfast. It's beer for breakfast every Friday on Dave and Mahoney. To another Friday. Look at us go. Proud of us. We're employed gainfully and still drinking with friends. So no better way to start off, you know, or kick off uh, a weekend and a long weekend for some. Right. Which is nice. Than with some phenomenal beer that's in front of us right now. And this one coming to us today is the Moose Drool Brown Ale 5% alcohol by volume 26 IBUs coming to us from the Big Sky Brewing Company in Montana. It says Montana, Montana USA. Right on the can in case you forgot where Montana was. Yeah, sometimes I do. <laughs> Geographically, if you were to say point Montana out on a map. You're like, is that Wyoming or Montana? I don't know. They're similar. I was going to say, Wyoming's wherever square, Wyoming man. is, is where I th- it is. Yeah, my, Wyoming's a square. Okay. You're a square. I'm not a square. I'm 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 like the, I'm like Montana. No laws on these roads. I like how back in the day you drive used as to be fast insult. as you want on my back roads. Do they? Oh, do they still have that? I thought that they got think, rid of that. I think they I think they did get rid of that. Yeah. I haven't driven in Montana because everyone's recently. like everyone's like oh yeah it's fine you know people will just go 80 on the interstate and then there was like you know all the the rich kids who have the extra ranches in Montana that would show up in their Ferraris and go 130 and kill I don't people. Know also, if there's any Ferraris in Montana? Oh, you don't. You haven't spent enough time in Montana. I've Allegedly. Seen, I, I watch Yellowstone. Yeah. That's not Montana. It's Wyoming. not? Yeah, it is. They film it in Utah. Oh, but, but it takes but place it takes in Montana. Place. Yeah, Bozeman. Yeah. 
Is it in Montana? Montana. Did they really film it in Utah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, it's it just ruined the whole show for me. <laughs> I mean, Utah's beautiful. Though. Utah's it my is. favorite state uh, to look at. So the five <laughs> categories in which we rate every single beer here on Beer for Breakfast are look, smell, taste, feel, and drinkability. Starting with the look, as Audrey said, they recently updated yeah. their uh, cans. It kind of uh, looks like a Mountain Dew can. I mean, it, I'm not trying to dog on them. Surge. But it's a little Do you remember Surge? Surge Energy. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a very green can. I yeah. cannot tell you how much I hate it. I am pretty surprised <laughs> at the coloring of this because this is considered to be one of the better brown ales uh, out there, usually in the uh, the world of uh, craft beer. And so for them to like change their, their branding and make it this green, is uh, it's real interesting. But I do like on the can. is an interesting word. I would say... A mistake, but okay. Uh, but they did add a a, a a slogan on there that says, we make water fun. So, which I feel like that's a nice way to say what you do okay. to beer. Because also, beer is 95% water. I understand it's called moose drool. And they on the front of the can, they have what looks to be a moose. moose and projectile vomiting water. See, you say projectile vomiting water. It looks like he's hoovering up a gigantic pile of cocaine to me. Oh, really? Yeah, look, at that's a coked up moose right there. Oh, my God. It- <laughs> See? Told you. You are so right. Yeah, that, that mean, is a moose. Just I don't know about that, that is a coked out moose. Yeah, yeah. drama. I don't know about that. All right, that moose getting loose. Well, let's all take a big old drink of the mm-hmm. moose drool brown ale from the Big Cheers. Sky Brewing Company in Cheers. Montana, out of Montana, USA. Montana, I'm going to tell you USA. something while you're drinking this. The name of moose drool really is hard for me to disassociate from as I'm taking this sip. Mm-hmm. Mm. It tastes like a uh, uh, moose cocaine. I would say, though, out of, you know, all the breweries in Montana, Big Sky Brewing Company has been uh, probably the most prolific, the one that's, you know, distributed in the most states here in the U.S. And Moose Drool is, again, like I said, widely considered to be one of the top brown ales in the U.S. So, you know, I'm actually surprised that uh, they... uh, Went this route? Yeah, I really am. (laughs) You're, you sound disappointed. You're not mad. I'm not mad at disappointed. I'm mad at the look. I mean, really, this is a, this is, it's, it's just kind of funny looking. It looks cheap. You know what? Um, one of the things that we talk about on this show a lot is the gravitation towards marketing and how important it is, whether you're going for wine or whether you're going for beer, the can, it really is something that matters while drinking. The bottle is something that matters while drinking. Because beer has become like wine where you walk in and there's so much of everything. You don't know what anything is anymore. Correct. And so you just go based off of, well, that's a cool looking can and it's a IPA or a brown ale or whatever it is that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And because they of way, the, mark? the way this looks, I think I'm being swayed. Well, you I, could put this, I think that this is one of those moments where I wish I would have a glass so I wasn't looking at this whatever can this is. You know, so <laughs> moving on to the smell, you know, the, you know, pretty strong malts in there. It's kind of a rich you know, if, if if you smell like mahogany, I feel like that says a bit of a mahogany, uh, you know, feel to it. But uh, okay. mostly malts, dark malts. It's and the it's, uh, it's, Dave Mahogany Morning Show, and okay. it's not a lot of, <laughs> not a lot of alcohol in the nose of this. Uh, let's move on to our favorite part, which is the taste. Take another big drink of the Moose Drew. Hey. So the, the that was just unnecessarily aggressive. But I beat it. Ah, yeah. The smell is better than the taste to me. I mean, the taste. Really? There's nothing wrong with it. It's just fine. Like it's it's pretty muted though compared to the nose. Like the nose, you get a lot it's, of like the sweetness and like you said, the see, thought, mahogany and the malts and stuff. Whereas the the flavor just seems a little bit more subdued, extra light. Yeah, like it feels like almost a light version of a brown ale. It is. I yeah. mean, but it's, it's like it's Newcastle a bright- light. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, I would co-sign on that. See, I feel like this for me. 
I, I, I like this more than I like Newcastle. You do? I okay. think Newcastle's fine. I think I look at the other brown ales that are out there. You know, the Brooklyn Brown is another one that's Brooklyn Brown, uh, brown always, is better than this in my opinion. Always a solid contender. But for me, I think it's it's if you were looking for something that has a light to medium-bodied mouthfeel, if you could drink something quite a few, you know, for me, this is a good steak beer. So much carbonation. Mm, sure I'm yeah, burping like crazy this, over here. Let's go. Oh, thank you. for Tell us more about your gas. Well, no, the carbonation is a part of what we discuss, and yeah. I, that is, it's not gassy. That doesn't mean gas. If you're burping, that's gassy. That's carbonation. You're gassy. I'm carbonated. She's a gassy gal. Listen, it's fine. Here. Listen here. It's fine. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, there, there is so much carbonation in this, I feel like I'm drinking a Coke. No, carbonated, it's not any more carbonated than any other beer. You think it's, I mean, it's about on par for like what you'd expect from a normal beer, right. I guess. Uh, for me, uh, you know, I think it's 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 light to medium body, and I think that lighter body with it with a darker body may be giving you that feeling of that. I could I could certainly uh, see that, but to me, it doesn't sit overly heavy in any way, shape, or form. The mouthfeel, again, uh, light to medium bodied, and the taste of this particular beer, I like. I like brown ales. I gravitate towards brown ales. If you are, like, looking to get into stouts, if you're looking to get into stuff a little bit heavier, I think this is a good gateway beer. I don't think it's the best brown ale that's ever been made, but I definitely think it's a, a very good beer overall. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's I can't fine. get past the packaging, man. I mean, seriously. Like, it is one of those things where I am a snob. I want whatever I'm drinking to have a cool aesthetic to it. I am not afraid to admit that I am a millennial. I have been targeted that way my entire life. I'm looking at this can. It but seems cheap. The for I don't know what the price point was, Mahoney. Twelve ninety nine for a six pack. That's a pretty good price, actually. Yep. So I mean, like, if I were to see this in the cooler, I probably would ignore it. But take that out of the equation. Like, I can't. You're, I can't. You know, I think it's so distracting to me. Really, you're, I can't. If it's served to you in a glass at a restaurant. Okay, but let's, that's my let's, point. Let's it, I that. can't. It's so distracting. Somebody brings it to me at the restaurant, sets it down. I take a drink of this, and I go. Yeah, it's fine. It's pretty good. I wouldn't yeah. get a second. It's not, it's not exceptional. It's, it's, it's just pretty good. Can I get a drum roll? I believe you can, sir. Oh, Mahoney's Beer Scale Supremacy. I get the Big Sky Brewing Company's Moose Drool Brown Ale. A 3.7 out of 5. That's a wrap. Well, it's about time. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. At Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and Mahoney. Dot, dot, dot com.